Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at NortonSimon.org. You have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from Alleist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes, too, when you donate now at LAist.com slash sweeps. LAist Studios. I'm Brian De Los Santos, and this is How to LA. Lately, we've been covering visual artists and showing you how they see the city. In this episode, we're going to take you to The Broad, a contemporary art museum in downtown LA. Last month, we got invited to a press preview for their most recent exhibition, Desire, Knowledge, and Hope with Smog. It's full of art all about Los Angeles. Unlike other special exhibitions in the museum, this one's completely free. It was supposed to open back in 2020, but y'all can guess what happened there. The show is finally here and has so many new artworks from the Broads collection on display. Let's go to downtown. It is a weekday morning and we're here at the Broad to check out Desire, Knowledge and Hope with Smog, which is a art exhibition um, that features LA-based artists and really telling the tale of LA. Oh my God, I love that. I love that. I want that in my room. Picture me rolling. I love that not to Hollywood. Is that a quote from a movie, maybe? To give you a little rundown of the show, there are more than 60 works by 21 artists who have lived and worked in L.A. Each artwork reflects a different aspect of life in Los Angeles. There are paintings that are styled like a page from a script and mixed media pieces that reflect the downtown L.A. nightlife. It looks like, oh wow, he has a 213 up there, which is L.A. This is also by Patrick Martinez. Um, it's called The Weeping Warrior. Um, um, and it says that in Weeping Warrior, Patrick Martinez interweaves influences from Mexico and Los Angeles to celebrate the Latinx community and the city's ever-changing nature. Oh my god, La Cita, I love that. That is, I could see La Cita for sure. Oh my god, this is so amazing. I love this. This is very LA. I think Patrick Martinez is one of the artists who's here today, right, so I might right. be able to catch him. Let's see if we could grab him. We ran into friend of the show, historical journalist Hadley Mears, near a series of paintings that look like surreal advertisements for hair and nail salons in LA neighborhood strip malls. I am loving this exhibit because to me this is what Los Angeles is all about, right? It's this creative exploration of all these different cultures and all these different industries and all this history. And I don't think anywhere does it better than the Broad in terms of pulling that all together. To talk a little bit more about that, I chatted with the co-curator of this exhibition, Jennifer Vanegas Rocha. I started by asking her to tell me a little bit more about the title of the exhibition, Desire, Knowledge, and Hope with Smog. So the show is named after a John Badassari piece, um, and it's one of the largest pieces in our collection, and it's on view for the first time. And, you know, the smoggy part, that I view it as the moments of contradiction. He's being, you know, like we're in this city that many people flock to because they have desires. 
right? They have hopes and dreams within this city. But once you, you know, folks who are born here like myself or folks who will have to deal with the realities that the perceived daydream or, you know, the dream that is being sold to them gets smoggy. It gets dirty. It's not as realistic. It gets really complicated in, in this space. We, we wanted to take that because um, we felt that it really summarized a lot of the conversations that are in these galleries and truly reflects what we were attempting to do. Jennifer is a homegrown Angelina, so I was curious how that factored into working on this show. As a proud South Central girl, I was co-creating this with somebody who, um, Ed is from Texas. So even within the curatorial team, we had that varying perspective of people born in LA and those who move here. Um, And throughout, you know, the curation of the show, there were certain moments where, for me, there was references in the works that were very clear. Like, for example, we have Weeping Warrior by Patrick Martinez, and there's these glass textiles that he adds to these murals that are there. And as we were looking at it, we realized, oh, this is a reference to a bar in downtown, La Cita. We've all been there, you know? La Cita is a downtown bar that has been around since the early 1900s. It's been a staple in the Latino community, having all types of music, from punk to cumbia, and dedicating special nights to LGBTQ folks. It's been a welcoming space to many, and it's stuck around, even with the changes LA has faced. It was in those moments where I was able to translate that to the team and demonstrate the significance of that and why it should be added to the show, you know, and, and pairing that with like Larry Pittman, who is also an artist, you know, he's Colombian American. He lives in Mexico part-time and he's heavily influenced by Mexican textiles and ceramics and it, it comes through in some of his work. So to pair that, those two artists really demonstrates, right, like that translation that they're both making from the inspirations from Mexico and what it means to Angelinos here who are a part of the Latinx community. Anything else you want to add about today, about the exhibition, about yourself? I'm just really excited and I really hope that the public um, has a great time and is able to walk away excited and inspired with a new perspective of what this city means and the artists that make this city great. And we'll be right back with artist Patrick Martinez after this break. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Water and Power, inviting everyone to join the ripple effect. Water plays a pivotal role in our lives, and every individual's actions matter in preserving this resource. Each action we take starts the ripple of change, making a greater impact throughout the community. Be part of the ripple effect and learn more about water programs, workshops, and ways to save at pwpweb.com slash the ripple effect. And we're back at the Broad with artist Patrick Martinez. My name is Patrick Martinez. I'm based in Los Angeles, and I'm a visual artist. Patrick's pieces are the first gallery of the new exhibition. They're immediately eye-catching. They use LED and neon lights, mirrors, tiles, tarps to transport the viewer to LA. I was so taken by his piece, Weeping Warrior, it's the first thing I asked him about. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, 
this looks so familiar. And then I look at the, you know, the description and Las Citas names on there. Um, and then the 213. And then I'm like, 213 for sure. So if you could talk to me about that piece. Yeah. Um, so when I, 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 I describe these pieces as landscape pieces, uh, only because I'm thinking about myself as a landscape kind of painter and I'm just kind of traversing LA. So looking for materials and, you know, prompts, like responding to uh, my surroundings and the materials in those surroundings and kind of untraditionally coming up with a version of a landscape that uh, is unique to LA. So, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, thinking about discounted materials, discounted areas, and making people look at those places again via materials and elevating those materials uh, make getting the LED sign and putting it next to the painting and making it just as important as the painting in the piece. Uh, banner tarps that have been discarded or restaurant banner tarps that are just kind of using all of it to weave uh, a tapestry together that uh, is, is like four or five, six different spaces in one. Patrick is doing a great job describing the beautiful piece and it makes so much more sense when you see it in person. It's just connected. The colors, the tiles, the brightness of the piece, it transports me to downtown LA. The murals of Los Angeles, what inspires them going to the origin of central Mexican murals and pulling that, placing it on what I imagine as a market, side of a market or a liquor store, graffiti paint, painted on top of it, the store owners trying to fix the giant crack that comes on, but it also speaks to, you know, brown bodies. And when I make these, I make these pieces, I really, to be honest, I paint and I sculpt and I make work that speak to the passerby, to the people in Los Angeles, to the, you know, everyone in America, but just my brother, my cousin, my uncle, my father, my, mo my mother, I'm thinking about all that. Patrick says he wants to paint the real L.A., not the one that shows up in magazines or the movies. I want the work to speak to the people that are living here and the in-betweens, right? Those cities, the El Serenos, the Alhambras, the San Gabriel Valleys, El Monte. I want all that to be represented in the work that I'm making. And that represents the people in it too, right? Because the places and spaces that I'm pulling from you can't deny it. I mean, there are people that are like kind of making this place unique. And I think that's the most unique part of the Los Angeles. Hollywood is just an industry that is here and it's interesting. But for me, that's not my that's not my reality. And for a lot of people that live here. So I want to represent and kind of um, speak to the people that are living here. And that's what I've been doing with the landscapes, I believe. But even from the arch in, in, in the window, you know, the Mexican restaurant that has that arch in it with the palm trees that I'm thinking about, like, I don't know, like a Corona neon that's in the window, stripping that and placing it as, as, as part of the landscape. Um, just all the vocabulary that the city has to offer, I'm, you know, pay, trying to pay attention and, and use that to, to create a unique Los Angeles uh, experience that doesn't have anything to do with fashion, advertising, Hollywood, movies, influencers. Now, yeah, it's just really about um, the landscape and the fleeting landscape. Like this is not a photo, but it's the feeling of a space that might not be here in five or six years. 
You mentioned that you that you create some art that you're familiar with in the sense like who you grew up with. Um, where are you from? Like what it was your yeah. a little bit of your experience as an uh, as who you are that feeds into your art. I'm 43 now, but I grew up in the 90s in Pasadena, Montebello, San Gabriel Valley areas, and um, that was a unique experience because it's like the suburban kind of. So we got kind of like both experiences, and then in my work, you can kind of feel that that transition of like nature, but also conflicting with the city, right? The the complexities of the city, the hustle and bustle of the cities, and um, there's some quiet areas when you drive through Los Angeles, and then there's some really congested kind of you know um, business areas that are demand your attention, right? That mom and pop community aesthetic that demands your attention, those billboards, whatever. Trying to find a good balance between those two. How do you feel today? I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, I exhausted, got up today. No, heavy. no, I'm not definitely not exhausted. Uh, the hard part is done, and this is the museums. When they're in the museums for the public to see and it's free, like, that's, like, the number one. Like, wow, that's amazing. Like, that it makes me feel fantastic. You're making this work, and you just make it because you feel like you need to. And now it's here on a wall for everyone to see. And I, I'm just joyous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I, that I imagined happening. Didn't know if it could or not. Like, I didn't know if it was possible. And here it is. It's on the wall. And it, it, it transports me back to a child when I was in the museum at 9 years old or 10 years old. It's, it's a full circle kind of uh, moment. And I'm soaking it in, yeah. I love that. Desire, Knowledge, and Hope with Smog is on display at the Broad through April 2024. Tickets are free, but you do have to reserve them online first. We'll have links for you in the show notes, as well as links to the artworks we discussed in this episode. Thanks for joining us as we looked at the city through the eyes of artists. Do you want to hear more episodes like these? Do you know of an artist we should talk to? Hit us up at howtola at scpr.org. Enjoy your holiday weekend, y'all. Bye. This episode is produced by Victoria Alejandro. The rest of the How to LA team is Monica Bushman, Evan Jacoby, Megan Botel, Erica Washington, and our intern, Tony Morales. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes LA a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.